Hi, my podcasters, and welcome back to another episode of It's the Love of God for Me. Again, my name is Melissa, and today we are going into part two of part one series where we talked about the importance of the family unit. In part one, we discuss where it all begins, which is the foundation behind every brokenness in society, behind every destruction in society. We have to go back all the way to the root, oftentimes within the home where the family is structured. Um, and so we talked about a lot of things in part one. In case you missed that episode, you can go back to the previous episode before this one where you can just go ahead and listen to the episode to have a better understanding of where we're going with part two. Now today we want to dive a little deeper into this topic because I do think that this is a very broad scale of discussion. I honestly don't think a part one or two series can cover this topic. I might have to do a part three and four but not right now maybe further down into another season we could look some more into the family structure because we really want to reach out to the families or our parents or our grandparents or aunts or uncles we want them to know and our children that we have to start the unity within the house all before we can see the healing of the nations we have to start with the man in the mirror first so today we're going to break down the family structure some more um in part one i mentioned the definition of um, a family and according to the oxford dictionary the definition of a family is one or more persons um, consist of a parent and children Right, so we want to focus mainly in part one and two about the parents and the children. Again, in part three or four, if God bid me to do a part three and four on this subject, we can look more into the extended family, that or you know, um, yeah, the extended family, such as the grandparents and the aunts, the uncles, so on and so forth. But we want to focus mainly on the root, the root, the root, which is mother father and children now the word of god declares in the book of first corinthians 11 verse 13 i'm sorry verse all right so that's first corinthians 11 verse 3 the kjv version it reads but i would have you know that the head of every man is christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God, right? Um, now, we want to go with the first line, but I want you to know that the, the, um, that Christ is the head of every man. So in the whole soul, it starts with Christ being the head of that man. Salvation is so important for our men because only when they have salvation only when they accept the, the the salvation through the lord jesus christ and receive the baptism of the holy spirit it is then they're able to function in their roles effectively 
as God has called them to do so. A man that is raising a family without Christ being his head will not be able to do a good job. Um, they could try their very best, but they're not going to be able to do a good job um, or to do according to the will of God, the way God desires for them to raise these children. Because oftentimes, Christ being absent from the equation, the man might be a good provider and he might be a good protector, but in, in terms of raising that child in the word of God, Oftentimes, men fail to do so if Christ is not their head. When Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, it makes a big difference. Because in most cases, you don't operate off a self. You operate based on the Word of God, which is the manual that guides and guards you and leads you. It, the Word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. So it directs you on how to be a good husband, a good father to your family. Let's look at a man that is that that do not have Christ as their head. Oftentimes these men end up become um, all kinds of things such as drugs dealers, gunmen, dons, rapers, abusers. Uh, they become, they, they have many children, they abandon their children, they, they, they're very disrespectful verbally, they think as though they can do whatever pleases them. They don't care about how you feel. And they're just out here a whole mess. They don't know who they are. They don't know their role in the family. They don't know how to function effectively in society. And so they're just all over the place. Oftentimes, this is why you find many that are um, that becomes murderers, that becomes thieves, that becomes all different kinds of things, right? So we really want to look at fathers. Some fathers are sexually assaulting their children. They're sexually assaulting their daughters, their sons. And this is why I said, I mentioned in part one, that we are not to judge those who would have seen in certain lifestyle that we know we would never partake in. Because we do not know their stories. We don't know what is happening in their household, where they're from. We don't know their foundation. We don't know their roots. And so we are in no position whatsoever to judge these people, to condemn them, to speak against them. Oftentimes, their fathers are walking around sleeping with different women, impregnated different women, and not staying around to see that child raised the right and appropriate way. Now, I'm not saying that, fathers, you must stay with women that you're not happy with and you want to be with, but do not absent your life from your, do not absent yourself from your children's life because your sons need you, your daughters need you. And believe it or not, with you being absent, it's going to affect that child in a way that you're not ready for. Let's go down to the woman. The Bible says man is the head of the woman. 
right now we see where women are being the head of man, right? Because they're not submissive. Um, I'm, I myself, I'm learning submission. It's not an easy thing to submit, but we must submit to our men, right? We see that women um, that do not have that male figure within the home to lead them, to protect them, to teach them, um, to lift some of the weight from their shoulder, they begin to carry this heavy burden. Um, I remember the story uh, someone told me personally um, that they experienced with their mother. No, um, I'm just sharing this for educational purpose. If it happened that this uh, podcast should get in the air of this person that is guilty of this act, it's not that I'm speaking about it for you to feel bad because I believe um, you have repented of this thing and God has already forgiven you. But things um, oftentimes are lessons for us and it can teach others. I'm just talking about it for educational purpose. Now, I remember someone that I know personally mentioned to me that when they were younger, their mother used to beat them. For nothing like if their mother come home from work and she don't have no money or she didn't get any money or she won't chart on funds she would just beat them merciless and it affect this person so much to the point where while they're dating if they would see an expression on their woman face because the woman don't have any money it would give them flashback it traumatized them it would give them flashback because they're saying, listen, this reminds me too much of what I used to go through with my mother. Oftentimes, mothers are very abusive verbally to their children or physically because the father is not there and they have to carry all this weight. Oftentimes, these mothers take out their problems on the children. They say all kind of things to these children. They become verbally abusive. Your words are life. Jesus Christ said, the words I speak unto you, they are life. He said, one day you'll give account for every idle word that comes from your mouth. The scripture also said that by your words you're justified and by them you are condemned. Your words are living thing. It's a living thing. And so when you speak over your child destruction by saying things like, you're good for nothing. I regret having you. You're worthless just like your father. You are cursing. You're putting a curse, a spell upon that child. Then when that child grow up and be dysfunctional in society, you're wondering, how did it get here? I did my best. No. Go back to some of the things that you were speaking over the life of this child. Hence, you have now produced that rotten fruit. I'm sorry, I'm very direct and plain and transparent, but with love. Amen. By the way, I have a neighbor dog that is next door. Forgive me if you're hearing the dog in the background. I don't know what's going on with that, that animal today, but it is it's just not giving me a break <laughs> but let's get back to the topic my podcasters and so we really want to be careful as mothers what we're saying in the air of our child sometimes we sit on the phone and we're discussing the father the child parent the child father with other people and we're seeing all kinds of things and this child would have seen this or even back to the fathers 
the children would have seen them physically abusing their mother the children would have seen them on phones talking to other women the children would have listened to them uh, you know forcing their mothers into sexual activities that they're they, you know because let's say there's an argument or there's a fight and the mother said no I don't want to have sex with you and the father would beat them and force them into these sexual acts and that child in the other room listening to all of this some of the mothers as well they are the reasons why the father is not in the child's life because what we do sometimes as women because we're so hurt of what the man would have done in the relationship and because the relationship no longer working out we deprive that man from seeing his child I know of cases like this personally where the relationship is not working out between the male and the female and the female in the that man from seeing his child if you think that you're doing something good as a woman I am here to tell you you are not and it's time to clean up your act because you are creating a monster when you deprive your child from seeing his parent his father because of whatever bitterness or pettiness that you're feeling you are raising a monster and it's only a matter of time before that monster turn around and eat you up you know be careful what you say in the airing of your children against each other as parents no matter what you're experiencing with that um, partner or ex do not cause that to damp on the relationship between the child and the parent and so the scripture tells us um, in um, the, 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 the scripture tells us in Ephesians 6 verse 4 it says and you fathers and I believe it's talking about fathers and mothers you parents provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in nature and admonition of the Lord yes there are many parents today who provoke their children to wrath they're abusive towards their children they say all kind of manner evil against their children they speak negatively over their children's life and they do all these things to raise a child that is dysfunctional and that cons contribute to the destruction of society and so the last on the list for this family structure that we're talking about in this episode is the children the children that you raise will either build or destroy society the choice is yours as parents some of some of us as parents we leave the streets to raise our children we leave the teachers to raise our children we leave the neighbors to raise our children believe you me if you fail to do your duty as a parent don't worry the music industry is waiting for them the entertainment industry is waiting for them the culprits the perverts they are waiting for them the streets are waiting for them I was having a conversation a discussion with someone recently and we were talking about 
uh, the music, the, the entertainment industry. <clears throat> and one of the things we were discussing that I need to mention in today's podcast is that we were talking about um, a statement that we would have seen our artists, some artists um, are putting out now on social media, pleading to the gunmen to put down the gun and to stop the violence and the crime, so on and so forth. And they're pleading and begging and saying all these things. But when you check the history of their messages in their songs, they are the one that were promoting these things. They promoted war, crime, and violence. Uh, and it was good for them at the time when they were doing it because they were getting the fame and the money. So they didn't care. I heard this interview of this particular artist who said that they are not responsible for raising your children. What they're, they're just an entertainer and what they're doing, they don't care how it affects your child. It is your responsibility as a parent to raise your child. So they don't care about the message that they're promoting. And what I find funny is that after they would send out all these messages to the young boys that they should pick up the gun and they should kill this and a little juvenile for killing and this and that and so on and so forth and they would promote to the young ladies to dress a certain way and to not value their bodies and to and, and, and that we, we are trash and we're not valuable to men and men must have five, six and ten of us and we must have five, six and ten men and when they promote all these these are lasciviousness. They turn around and cry for, for mercy. And I was saying to the person recently, it is just like feeding a monster. And when that monster gets big and out of control, you're, you're trying to talk to the monster and then trying to play with the monster to stop. What we're seeing in society some of these entertainment industry is the product of, 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 of what we're seeing in destruction of our youths today. But that is because they get the opportunity to do that and to influence our children because we fail as parents. And I know some of you might say, but it doesn't really matter whether we try to protect them from these things. They still have access. Really? I don't believe that. Because when I was growing up, phone exists and I wasn't allowed to have a phone. Even up till I was about 17 plus 18, I wasn't allowed to have a phone. I was not allowed to have a phone. And phones exist. And so if you want to give your child a phone and not monitor what that child do on the phone, too bad for you. Too bad for you. To me, those are just excuses. We can do better as parents. We can put back the cornerstone. We can go back to the ancient paths. I remember when I was growing up in the 90s, and that was just recently because we're now in 2020s, in the 90s, when our grand, my grandparent would raise me in church. She would ensure that even when she's not going, my grandma, I had to go to church. I had to go to church as the door opened. I had to be there. And even though I still end up... Um, growing broken and you know you heard my testimony in season one um and if you have not you can go back to season one where i share my story there even so going out there dysfunction and everything i was still with the fear of god in my heart i still had the fear of god in my heart 
I still had the fear of God in my heart. I could even share our time when someone that I trusted, I gave some money to do some business for me, a lot of money, by the way, and this person robbed my money. And I literally, honestly, I'm being honest with you, I wanted to take this person's life because of the betrayal. I was in sin. I was out there in the world. And I was faced with just killing this person and just not care what come after. And because of the fear of the Lord that was in me, I wanted to and I couldn't. So I'm, I'm using that as an example. And I didn't. I didn't. Right, I took it to court, the judge handled it, and that is that. But I'm just saying, even though you might go out there and you might indulge in things that you're not supposed to indulge in and so on and so forth, there are limits to where you will go when you have the fear of God in you. And there are some things, no matter how hard you try, you just won't do it. Proverbs 22, verse 6, train up a child the way they should go, that when they're old, they'll not depart from it. While I was out there in sin, I, I prayed. I had the fear of God in me. Still, I prayed and plead with God. Help me that I do not die in sin and outside of salvation. Because my grandmother ensured that that foundation was in me, meaning the fear of the Lord. Many of us, we lack this today in our household with our children. We do not train them the way they should go. We leave it up to the teachers how is it that your children are taking weapons to school without your knowledge? How? How is it that they leave the house with, with, with change of clothes in their bags to go to places to hang out with friends, take off uniform and out there doing all kinds of things without your knowledge? How is it that they're on so certain social media platform acting as though they're grown-ups without your knowledge? Or is it that they're on um, certain platforms in certain dating groups, underage children without your knowledge? This is how many children come up missing because we are, as parents, we're too complacent, we're too comfortable, we're too laid back. We give them the gadgets, the phone, the computers, and we do not monitor them. Now, I always hear people like to say this, I'm spoiling my child. I'm making sure my child get everything they want. You are wrong for even thinking that. Because when you try to even spoil your child, what you're doing is you're creating monsters. And I, and I said that unapologetically. You are creating monsters because you're teaching that child how to be dependable and how to be irresponsible. And that child is going to grow up thinking that the world who is or her something because it was always given to his or her. And the moment they can't get it, they're going to do anything to get it. They're going to do anything to get it. <clears throat> so we, we have to be careful. We have to be very careful. We have to be very careful. Now, what are some of the pointers that we can take from today's discussion? Salvation. You cannot do this without Christ. You can't raise these children without Christ. 
because it is the Holy Spirit that is the teacher that will teach you all things, including how to be a parent that this world needs, how to be a parent that your child needs. So you have to surrender and submit your lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2, 38. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, that you're able to receive the Holy Spirit that is promised to you and your children. Hallelujah. So the first step is salvation for both the men and the women and the children, especially the men, because you are the head of your household as Christ is the head of you. Imagine a body without a head. Can that body have any use? No, certainly not. The next point I want us to take, up, uh, take away from this discussion today, number two, train that child in the word of God. Because training that child in the world, in the word of God, will make a big difference. It will make a big difference. I have seen the evidence of this. There are many children today who was raised in the word of God under a household consist of both parents submitted to the Lord and this child become a blessing to society. This child is somebody's doctor. This child is somebody's lawyer, somebody's judge, somebody's pastor. Now, I'm not saying that all that are out there in these fields are from Christian's home. No. But at the same time, we must train the children in the word of God if we really want to see the change that we're looking for. You see, yes, I know that this season is all about prayer, but... I see where the Lord is directing um, this season to, to, to uncover some stuff and discuss some stuff because we need to identify the problem so that when we take it to the Lord, we have a clear understanding where we fall short and what we need God to do for us. Number three, limitations. We need to start put some limitations in place for our children. We have to monitor their books more often. We have to monitor what they do on social media. We have to monitor the type of friends they keep. We have to monitor don't, don't even every pieces of clothes that they have in their possessions. We have to monitor all their social media handles. We have to monitor how we flourish them with gifts. If they want a new gadget, a new phone, cause them to earn for it. Bring home some good grades. Bring home a good report this semester, this term. Then you can ask me for the latest iPhone. Some of you are giving your children 10 phones and their grades are, 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 are a shame. Their grades are a shame. Some of you, your child have the latest shoes and their grades are a shame. Because they're, not, they're at school acting as though they're, they're the rich kid on the block. They're, they're at school on Snapchat when they should be in the lesson. 
limitations limit the time your, your child spend in the evening on social media on the internet more time in the books more time in the Word of God ensure that your child is going to bed at a certain time of the night to get up to go to school the next morning limitations limit the amount of friends your child keep and the type of friends they keep limitations limit what your child hear and see if you're having a disagreement with mommy or daddy the child don't need to be involved in that don't take the, your, your, your relationship business go tell a picnic don't take what mommy did to you go tell the child don't take what daddy did to you go tell the child that's not the child's business remember you are raising them and children are like sponge they will soak up whatever it is that is in their environment and it might not affect them now and they might not um, it might seem as if they're okay and that nothing is wrong and that their content and everything is easy going but wait until that child becomes a teenager you will see the product of your decisions and how it manifests and by that time sometimes it's a little bit too late there's this old time saying said bend the tree while it's young because when it gets older you can't bend that right point four the importance of respect in every child you must teach them to respect authority teach them to respect authority teach them to respect um, God and his word to reverence God and his word teach them to reverence their leaders their teachers teach them to respect authority teach them to respect authority and the last point I want us to take from today's discussion is to create an environment that they would want to see to help this world become a better place raise these children parents in a way that they would want to uh, uh, learn from what you have taught them and multiply on that so that they're able now to create that environment that will help this world to become a better place in other words the way you raise them when they grow up they want to follow your footsteps so much that they go ahead and raise their family according to the morals and principles that you would have taught them now I've seen many single mothers done the job many single fathers done the job but I'm telling you the age and time that we live in it's getting fewer and fewer and fewer why because even 12 year olds are having children 15 year old that is not even ready not have the first clue of responsibility they're becoming mothers and fathers and before you know it that child grew up under the same footstep 
there's so much to discuss on this topic because it doesn't stop here. But if we are going to see any kind of healing in society, we have to go back to the foundation of the family from where it it all starts with it, which is the parents. The parents, the mother, the father, the children. We have to go back to the root because we need family to stand as a unit. We need to put back the cornerstone of unity within the family. There's nothing more powerful than a praying, unified family. A family that is that united and, and is built on the foundation of the word of God and prior. There is nothing more powerful to society than that. And if we are going to defeat our enemy and the system that is set up over us, then we got to we have to we have some serious work to do from within the home. Because time is is getting darker. Time is getting scary. Time is getting dimmer. And if you should stand before the Lord and to be judged, can you say that you have done your very best to leave behind a generation that will impact society in a positive way. Can you stand before the Lord and declare that you have honored his word by raising the child the way they should go? Can you stand before the Lord and declare that you did what you were supposed to do with the children that are the child that he has entrusted in your hands to raise. You will give account as a parent for your children one day before the Lord. Again, before we close, I just want to encourage you, if you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Please do so before time runs out on you. The coming of the Lord is very near and death can come knocking at your door any time, any minute. Are you ready to stand before your creator? I pray that you'll make this decision according to Acts 2.38 and that you will choose to live for the Lord because the truth is whether you live for Christ or you don't live for Christ, whether you submit your ways unto the Lord or you don't submit your ways, you're still going to have trials and tribulations. So which do you prefer? Living outside of Christ, going through trials and tribulations or walking with Christ and going through trials and tribulations? Because in the end, there's more to gain than to lose. I pray to God for your souls. If you're under the sound of my voice and you do not have salvation, I pray that today is the day when you will surrender your life to God. And you will say, Lord, here I am. I am ready to live for you and according to your word. 
because your word is perfect. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. May the good Lord bless and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and to grant you mercies unto you and your family in Jesus Christ's name. Until next time, it's the love of God for me. Thank you so much for staying with me through today's episode. Be sure to tune in every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 12 p.m. for new episodes. You can find these episodes on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and also Spotify. And if you're having issues clicking on those links, search in Google, It's the Love of God for Me podcast, and you should find it there. Also, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Lenisha underscore that's l-e-n-e-s-h-e-r finally i just want to encourage you to share these podcasts with your friends and your family because you never know who you will bless by sharing until next time it is always the love of god for me